Who's fiddling? I can hear crunchly crunchly Me! Noises. I'm fiddling just to try and make sure everything's good. It's exactly what Nero would have, would have done, you know. There we go. I've worked. I've sorted my phone out. We're good. It's absolutely fine. There we uh, are. Yeah, I said that's exactly what Nero would have done. <laughs> I just had to work out. I'm just wasted on this show, and I. Absolutely wasted. I should do TikTok instead. Oh yeah, I do, don't I? Right then. <clears throat> I haven't think of bloody. Hang on, let's see if I can think of. Uh... Okay, I've got a sort of a quote. You Hello know, and I welcome. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, episode 582. I'm Adam and P. Here's Debbie Melrose. Human beings are not otters. Mary Lang. No quote this week. No what? No quote this week. Oh, good for you. One of the best lines from the whole show. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, Kirby Bartlett Sloan. <laughs> He's your dad, your space dad. Sorry, I've just got distracted by the, the feed coming through on the Facebook chat, because I've, I've frozen again. I don't know why this thing keeps freezing me. I really don't. Um, but it says, Lily and Robin, hiya. And then I'm a disruptive influence. And then it, within seconds, Neil James is there flirting with her. Hello, you great examples of humanity. Oh, unless he's talking about me, of course. Um, hi, Lillian. Hi, Neil. <laughs> this is not a blimmin' chat room. Oh, I'm back again. Um, right. So uh, this week we're going to be um, talking about uh, the caretaker. And it's interesting to note to listeners, viewers, or whatever you want to call yourselves, or just you know people need to get some sort of help from somewhere. Uh, that um, <laughs> I am the only one on this show who has watched every single episode of Doctor Who since we started the journey back in when was it, Kirby? When did no, we no, start the not. journey? I've watched, I've watched them all. all. You have not. I've watched them all. Uh, he I, called yeah. up. He called yeah, now that we've gone back to the beginning and done all those, I think we've all seen them all. No, I hope so. We have. It's, it, we started, it, we, we, <laughs> uh, started the journey. journey uh, say again, Debbie. I said he dragged us on this journey with us. He should give us the, give us the credit where credit's due. Uh, <laughs> Odie. We, we started the excuse journey me, excuse on me. January the 5th, 2015. Excuse me. If anybody's watching the live feed, my dog is currently licking his penis. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, I was missing one, but I caught up several months he did. ago. He did. It right. was, oh, probably about a year ago, actually. No, no, it was a oh, three, sorry. six months ago. Was, yeah, all right. This uh, is going I'm, on I'm a little gonna, bit too long. What, what was the one that I was missing? I'm trying to remember. God, I wish I'd mentioned it now. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have. Well, all I said was, I obviously I've done every show, every of the podcast, not every, all of you lot have missed shows here oh, and there. So all I can say, I'm the only one who's been on this show for every single episode of Doctor since when we started it way back and whenever Kirby said it was. 2015. 2015. Okay. 
And here we go again with the caretaker. And uh, I remember Kirby. What are we going to do with this? Something. We're going to bash through it in the usual um, um, good podcasting fashion. It begins with a rather amusing sort of desert planet scene with the Doctor and uh, with a very short haircut, funny enough. Um, And um, Clara tied to something and some skeletons some chains and, looks like chains yeah uh, and, and yeah by the hands because she can't reach in her pocket even if she had the right jacket on yeah so they're sort of uh stuffed and they're just showing a bit of scenes of clara um coming backwards and forwards from trips with the doctor to see and have dates with danny in various sort of a state of being wet dry thirsty and all sorts of other things okay. which is mildly <laughs> like amusing uh, I like the seaweed at one point. <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. And um, eventually, after um, a lot of these little scenes, which were quite charming, uh, we arrive at the school. The and there, yeah, the doctor is. Uh, he's, uh, we, there's an initial sort of sequence of him being slightly suspicious or something, uh, and he, he comes steps steps through the door with a. He's 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 trying to get rid of Clara by being even more suspicious. Yeah. Anyway, so he's he's been employed or he's manipulated the situation probably um, to uh, be the school caretaker, and it's quite interesting. The chap who plays what I think is headmaster, he, he quite regularly plays headmasters so he's obviously got that that look about him oh, no. that okay, isn't he? Yeah. look uh but i mean the doctor steps into the room and sort of introduces himself and knowing what happens later on in the story my throat has just gone <coughs> knowing what happens later on in the story uh the oh. gentleman that he he's looking at and thinks oh it looks like my previous self is in the room and he didn't notice it that at that stage but there you go uh, yeah, so he's, he's the caretaker. Undercover, deep undercover. That's that's the quote I should have used. Deep undercover. Uh, but for some reason, and I, that sort of surprised me initially, he doesn't realise that Danny is Clara's boyfriend. Um, I can, it took me a while to sort of work that Even one out. Even after met their descendant, who looks suspiciously like him. Yeah. Yes. But, so uh, if you can't tell you can't tell humans apart at times. Mm. That's very, uh, no, it's when when they use the fact that he's alien to explain things like that. The next major scene is a couple of lads are sort of messing around and a police officer for some, re- officer for some reason um, wearing a very weird uniform, a high-vis jacket. Not, anyway, moves them on. Yes, they moves them on. They're very sort of, considering they're playing truant, they've got, their uniforms are particularly tidy. Anyway, I noticed it, that. Like they're not rolled up their sleeves, discarded the blazer on something. Exactly, some yeah. Or move their, their ties are, are done up quite tightly and whatnot. Anyway, here's a sound, this policeman, uh, and comes to this corrugated iron sort of door. The corrug- One of the corrugated bits is stuck in sideways, which I thought was defying gravity somewhat. Anyway, oh, he goes in. Pardon? Sorry. He goes in, and did he say something like, stop messing about, which reminded me of the one of the early lines from Rose in, in not messing about yeah so anyway he gets, he gets done in it's quite a gruesome shot of his hand landing on the floor smoking and his torch at the same time that was quite a clever shot actually because the hand falls down smokes and the the torch sort of uh, it's called a flashlight in, in America by the way uh, the torch sort of rolls along and lights the smoke coming out of the hand oh, clever little bit of direction that was wasn't it Debbie 
Yes, I like that. I, I, I was surprised that was so so kind of graphic. Graphic. Yeah. <laughs> For a children's <laughs> show, hey. I'm being oh, facetious. I'm being that. facetious. Honestly, you should see some of the manga that Idler's got into that I, I very carefully checked ages on and things, and then I walk in the room and I'm like, y- you what? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, Clara's trying to do some teaching, uh, the, and the doctor caretaker um, climbs up a great big ladder and has a conversation with her through a window. About Jane Austen. Yeah, and then he's sort of fiddling around. He, he starts planting little gadgets around the school and the school vicinity that's a good word um, and the course there's this sort of undisclosed secret sort of thing that um, her and Danny are, or Mr Pink sorry are an item yeah, the, whole school school, the whole school knows, knows but they're sort of still pretending that they master, don't master 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 yes. uh, the, the, the policeman uh, was played by Chris Addison oh yeah he was he was Peter Capaldi's co-star in The Thick of It. Oh, probably how he got the part then. Anyway, we'll see a bit more of Courtney as played by Elise George. I can't do the voice. I was just going to say, Adam, every, every basic middle high school kid in, in, in the world knows when their, their, their teachers are boffing each oh, other. absolutely. <laughs> Even more so these days. Anyway, so... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, up to this episode, I, I got the feeling they were trying to paint um, oh, Ellis George's character. I've just said it. Oh, Courtney, wasn't it? As a bit of a sort of teacher bully. But um, having seen the previous episodes, there's a few little clips of her here and there, and I think there's a reference to it. But she's actually not a teacher bully at all. She's just uh, your bog standard sort of cheeky um, teenager that's sort of underachieving somewhat. That's all I got from her, to be fair. <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, she is the saving Grace in this episode. Oh, Grace is in this one. I thought she was in the, the Doctor Who TV movie, but I haven't seen too much of it. I'll have to look up the cast list on that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's some gardening going on, and the Doctor's um, messing around with, with the telecoms box outside while chatting to a couple of teachers, one being P. And the other one being the one that's supposed to look a little bit like his previous self. And then a little bit later than this, he, he gets the wrong end of the stick, which is quite funny and nice in some ways, where he thinks that Clara's boyfriend is the one that's a bit like his previous self. Yeah. I don't get why the Doctor seems so jealous. I I don't I didn't get that as jealousy. Um, I think what what's I get it from it because. Normally, the companion just travels around with the Doctor, but Clara seems to be particularly keen on travelling with the Doctor and getting back to see Danny and backs and forwards. Back. So he's going backs and forwards, backs and forwards all the blooming time, and he keeps on calling her into the TARDIS, and she keeps on saying yes and stuff like that. That's what I get from that sort of irritation. What I didn't like, and I'm going to say it now because you've brought it up, is his rudeness, really. is is yeah, he's really that's, rude. That's what it- yeah, he's rude. I do not like the Doctor in a few of these stories. It's a little this, bit. I don't mind a little bit of it, but he's he's excruciatingly rude yes. to Danny yeah. throughout yeah. this he story. Has, yes. Yeah. I don't. Danny I don't like that. I, ne- I, I always found the Doctor. Yes, he is, especially in the first 
you know, first doctor is very rude to humans, but this one he just seems particularly bullying. And I don't like that. That's, I remember when we talked about this one the first time. I did not like that, and it's still yeah. There. I mean, it's, it's not as if Danny's done anything doctor. to deserve it. Yeah, Debbie. On, no. your point, on your point, the first doctor was rude. Mostly, it, it just seemed like because he was unaware of mm. his reaction. Yeah. yeah, unaware of his impact. Whereas this one, he just seems like you know totally oblivious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we talked about oh, it last. Yeah. Well, we we touched on it last week because um, um, there was a mention of it, and, and I said I, I got more than he was just in a bad mood for the last story. This mm. one is just—he's not really in a bad mood. He's just—he's just rude. He, well, he is in a bit of a bad mood, but he seems mm-hmm. to have partly be enjoying himself in this sort of yes. undercover role yeah, as well. That's, you know? what yeah. that's what upsets me about it. This mm. one is the fact that yeah, he's enjoying making people feel uncomfortable, including the audience, and yeah. but it just doesn't ring right. It, it kind of ruins him as as a character in this one, and I don't like that at all because you know you know I am about the Doctor it, it, mm. and. I have my set presets and things like that, but this just feels like he's trying to play at being a human and getting it very wrong. But it's yeah, not you could it. look at it that way. It's, yeah, it's very much like the, the he, he's he's mis being he, he's being a enough human and not human, just like in uh, the Lodger, but yeah, he's grumpier. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what he said about I, I, um, I have a, I, master, master? Oh, I have a question oh, oh, oh. for for. For uh, you, uh, Brits. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, the headmaster asked Clara at one point uh, if she can help for for the 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 fat. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Can I put you down for tombola and the raffle?" I didn't yeah. know what tombola was, so I looked it up, and a tombola is a raffle. So yes, a, it a is. Bit yeah. different. It's in a spin. It's a spinny sort of tuby tubby thing. Yeah. And they usually uh, have a load of prizes on the table that you win immediately, mm. and they have to end in zero five or something like that, and that's it. That's an immediate. You you put you 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 take the thing out of the out of the box that it's in, and if it's got a zero and a five, you automatically win a prize off the table. A raffle is more. Let's announce it at the end of the fate, and there's like four big prizes type thing. A tombola is just like a, a more immediate win. Splendid. Okay. You could have Googled okay. that though, Kirby. You didn't have to ask us. I did Google it. Oh, why are we still why are we still sort of talking about it? Then? It's a raffle. Yeah, right. no, there is a there is a definite definite divide, but yes, in a in, in the grand scheme of things, yes. But okay, it's more let's let's move on for the uh, the explanation <laughs> of what a tombola is back to Doctor Who, shall we? Anyway, so, um, uh, the little you know little tyke. Uh, Courtney uh, finds her way into the caretaker's office where there is a, a blue piece, police box and um, Doctor's a bit, bit rude to her. I do love the sign he has on the blackboard that says go away humans. Um, <laughs> and I like also Alice, Alice's performance of Courtney in, in this episode. I, I'll, I'll have to uh, review oh, her, yeah, her she's next great. performance. Oh, Master, mm, yes. Did you catch? Did you catch the uh, little boo boo they made? I uh, didn't see any boobies. The the the, 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 <laughs> the doctor hands Courtney the package of uh, paper towels. She's yeah. obviously holding them. Yeah. But then at the end of the scene, he's got the paper towels again, and he and he That's even true. shows them to Clara. Right, um, Kirby. 
Mm. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Right then. Um, <laughs> so smooths over all errors. Yes. Yeah. So um, the, she starts poking around the the, the office room oh that's no we talk about performances the doctor and being moody he might have watched grange hill because the caretakers in grange hill were always a bit like that so maybe he's just oh, trying God. to create a character of the caretaker oh, no, for a school caretaker and i must admit all the school takers when i was at school were a bit like that a bit sort of grumpy what, what, what are you doing over here then that sort of thing yeah, yeah. no right this is the corridor yeah oh i have a word with your, your teacher about you brown, the caretakers wear brown coats um, yeah, usually. They did when uh, when I was at comprehensive school in Wales. Mm. Anyway, funny enough, the comprehensive school I went to in Wales, I know this isn't set in Wales, but it is a Welsh school it's filmed in. Um, three, two Welsh schools, Welsh to be precise. Schools. I'll be quiet, you. Anyway, it was very much like the older buildings within the school I went to in Penarth. Back to Doctor Who, which was a, this is sort of roughly touching on what we're talking about anyway, so I, I'll give myself a ding for that. Uh, where do we get up to? Uh, oh yeah, so um, Courtney was no Courtney was poking around the the shed or whatever it's called at the, the caretaker shed, and uh, just as before she finds a little bit too much out, uh, uh, Miss Oswald well dispatches her back to um, where she should be, and uh, no, she leaves before Miss Oswald shows up. Yeah. Anyway, there's a bit of a conversation about this, that, and the other, and. Um, this is the doctor's actually before until um uh the the scene which we're approaching where the the monster sort of uh, the doctor prepares a sort of trap for the monster and it gets spoiled by i think by danny doesn't it which might have triggered an even sort of worse reaction to to danny because uh instead of the monster being caught uh danny's presence caused the monster just to be sort of transported to somewhere where he could come back in a couple of days yes is that more or less what it was yes yeah yeah so that explains a bit a little bit why the doctor would be annoyed with danny but where he was annoyed with danny prior to this um that spoils it a little bit there would have been a sort of an explanation for his, his attitude it just felt like it was a, just a great big telling off of, da- of danny pink episode yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do notice that there's certain sort of uh, special effects on it where obviously um, he fires off a shot, this alien, and blasts a hole for a stack of chairs. And I quite like that sort of flaming sort of. Yeah, and it stays, of... it stays on fire for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just going on quietly in the corner. So <laughs> eventually the penny drops that this is Clara's boyfriend and you say, you can't, you can't go out of the PE teacher. I'm a maths teacher. And this went on and on. That him's yeah. calling that annoyed me as well that he kept on calling a PE teacher, not a maths teacher, when he's already been told this. Uh, maths, by the way, Americans is what you incorrectly called math, maths, mathematics, maths. Yeah, we just, just uh, we just had uh, we just had Tom's dad over from Canada, and that yes. was the same thing. So obviously that's uh, that's created a bit of an atmosphere, and also Danny's been told about the sort of you know, he's been shown life. the TARDIS the other life that Clara has but nevertheless because he's sort of uh, got involved he feels that he must try and help to undo the situation right now I'm going to say the this is the problem I have for this particular story that has just arrived oh are, are we done 
No, no, I just want to tell us, because we're at the point of the story that I've, I've got a problem with, I'm just going to talk about it, because I'm likely, because you talk over me all the time, Kirby, I'm likely to forget about, forget about it. So, this is a problem I have. Right, so, this monster's apparently been transported, and he's got to create this, redo this trap within a certain time frame, two days, potentially, um, so he can catch it, right? Um, I yeah. was under the impression they had a TARDIS, which is like, like a time machine, so why doesn't he, if he needs a certain amount of days to do it, put the machine in the TARDIS, go but back a few days. That's the problem I have. He's, he's a blimmin' time traveller, and he's worried about two days of fixing a machine when he can do that within the TARDIS. <laughs> you know, the one problem I have what? is the invisibility watch that's never been seen oh, I liked that. Never, do you know, that reminded it me never of... never shows up again. Yeah, but I like, like that. It reminds what? me of the Invisible Man series that they did in America many... Well, in the 1970s, uh, where he had a, one of those, I don't know, those old-fangled no, no, digital you, watches. You, you messed that up nine, 10 years ago as well. It's not the Invisible I don't give Man. a tinker's cuss if I said it 10 years ago. But I'm just saying that... Uh, but, what? It, it's, it's, it has a different name, but it, it yeah, wasn't the Adam, Invisible Man. Yeah, Adam. I don't... Then. Gemini Man, was it? Something like that? Gemini man. Thank it. you very much. I'll get another ding. I'm doing well today. Okay. Right. So uh, <laughs> eventually we get to the scene in which... Um, and it, it was Robert who uh, who set you straight last time. Gemini man. I didn't... I wouldn't know that. I remember that off the top of my... Thank you, Robert. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not thanking Robert because he's not here to remind me this time. I remembered it myself. Anyway. I just remember... <laughs> oh, God. Um, I had I got my. Well, in, anyway, if, if I may finish my statement about the invisibility watch, um, it's a science fiction fantasy TV show, so it doesn't matter. Oh, you already it. said that. Anyway, <laughs> I feel I should play a little bit of music in relation to this episode before I forget. There we go. Right. So, um, the next scene is um, the, um is Courtney um coming in and and the Doctor showing her the TARDIS and stuff like that. Uh, which is quite cute, and then it's parents' evening, um, and um, the teacher is obviously really looking forward to parents' evening, and the parents look forward to um, well, actually nowadays we have to do it over some sort of like um, Skypey type thing, which I think is absurd. They've sort of kept okay. the oh, let's do the parents' evening over Skype instead of actually seeing people face to face, so you can punch them. I mean, so you can have a very serious uh, conversation with them. You know, Courtney's but, uh, parents seem seem actually rather nice. Well, Courtney's nice. I don't know what you've got into your head about Courtney not being nice. Oh, I, I love Courtney. So do I. So what are you saying? Why would her parents be horrible then? Well. Gone very quiet. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> do, you talk, do you want me to talk about Cole Hill's motto now or when it's my turn later? Hey, I haven't got... What are you on about? I'm, I'm, but it's, it, Cole Hill's motto is on a banner during the yeah. uh, scene with the parents' night. Right. You do it, it, is the it a motto brief? is a spirit of adventure. It's yeah. a, a nod to the, the sensorites uh, that um, Gareth Roberts put in specifically. Uh, looking back on his adventures, he says to Ian, it all started out as a mild curiosity in a junkyard, and now it's turned out to be quite a great spirit of adventure, don't you think? Yeah, okay, thank you, Kirby. Was, uh, I'm so pleased. You sound very pleased with yourself. Did you notice Clara's um, little buttons on her sort of lapel were little moons? Did you notice that? And she had a little chain between the two moons. 
Yeah. Anybody notice that apart from me? Or am I just too good at my job? I wonder if they're eggs. Why? Uh, oh. Couldn't well <laughs> be. Please don't find us about next week. We've got to get through this one first. <laughs> anyway, so they're doing the parents' evening. We have a little conversation with a couple of the parents um, and children and whatnot. Uh, but uh, Danny and Clara uh, get called away. And uh, um, the monster appears. And uh, he's just about to kill everybody after a bit of diving around by Clara. Find a couple and, later. What? Bonacafalata. It's Jimmy V inside the monster. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> he never told me that. I met him that I met him seven years ago. Was it six years ago? Seven years ago. Potentially eight years ago. Anyway, um yeah, but anyway, Danny does a, 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 a sort of Avengers style somersault over the the monster <laughs> and um, Somehow I don't think that was the, the main uh Danny actor. <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah, so he saves the day. And then, uh, rather charmingly, the Doctor gives Courtney a ride in the TARDIS, TARDIS and she gets uh, a little bit TARDIS sick, which is quite funny. And... Yeah, Doug... yeah El- Ellis was saying that was one of her favourite scenes to do. I should think it was. Very well done. And, uh, and then um, after Kalara and Danny are cuddling up on the sofa, um, we see a slightly different Missy um, scape. I call it Missy Scapes because we've only had Missy in the Missy Scapes till this episode. It's the guy who likes yeah. to squeeze. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the 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 dead police officer is uh, um, in this sort of place having a chat with this chap, and then Missy sort of strides out of a brightly bright white litten corridor door thingy, and uh, just to add a bit of intrigue to Missy's um, missiness. So there you go. That's uh, the caretaker, rather superbly dictated by myself. Um, and what I'm going to say about it, right? Okay, it was it was a quite a sort of cuddly, fluffy episode with a couple of uh, a glaring um, annoyances in it, which I've already alluded to. The annoyances being, like I say, the Doctor's rudeness and the the fact that he's worried about um, running out of time to do something uh, when he's got a TARDIS. But other than that, I, I liked the 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 uh, Grange Hill feel to the thing again uh, uh, we were relaying the fact that uh, all these episodes are Clara centric rather than Doctor centric and I felt this is uh, although Clara's in it a lot this is very much a a Doctor centric episode even if the Doctor was a bit of a twat during it. What did you think about it then Debbie? Uh, This one I I felt we were sort of I felt they couldn't quite get what style they wanted to do did they want to make it a couple story or with the doctor just sort of gooseberrying in every now and then <laughs> or did they did they want to make this a story about the doctor preventing trouble and i i felt that i spent the whole episode just sort of joining between the two you know it was like doing 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 and the, the intro was great but i don't again i you know i have a problem with the whole the fact that it becomes companion centric and mm. this is the real big start of we're focusing more on the companion mm. than the doctor didn't get it with this episode but yeah yes well you do get it with this episode because it's about him getting involved with clara's relationship and being being a meddler and he isn't generally a meddler like that you know emotionally he's not human he, he's, he's a time traveler therefore he's a time meddler it was, yes, oh, that. but he, it just it just felt off, and I'm pretty sure I said that the last time as well. It felt like I wasn't sure no. what I was supposed to be watching. The music's good, the the kids are brilliant in this, and just 
I just I just wasn't with it. I've to be honest, I know I've not been on the last few, but the last few stories either I've not been with Doctor Who. I find it find I'm not enjoying the journey. Um, and I, I see why a lot of people gave up because they did during like when Matt Smith took over and now Capaldi and you look, we lost a lot of viewers along the way. And it was about this time that people were going, oh, I'm not watching it anymore. I don't know what it would be. And this is a very particular episode of that. I mean, we go straight back into like proper sci-fi next week, but it is still, it just felt like I was watching maybe an episode of Grange Hill. <laughs> well, I like Grange Hill. I used to love Grange Hill Roadland and all that, but yeah, it's, um, I find it very difficult. Perfect. I find it very, very difficult because, yeah, it, it's it's a school. It's my own old style school setting and everything. You know, it is it's it's proper school setting, but we're dealing with a romance and also a time travel adventure. And it's like let's ram as much as we can with not much substance into a forty-five minute episode. And it felt a bit of a letdown, really. This one, a bit of a filler again. But the exciting bit at the end is having Missy. So, you know, it's like, what's she up to? But, yeah, we'll find that out. But, yeah, for me, two and a half out of five for this one, unfortunately. Kirby, what did you think? Uh, my opinion has not changed from ten years ago. I absolutely love this one. <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny. Uh, it's, it's, I, the, his um, being grumpy... Uh, does not bother me. It was just the way he was at that time. Yeah, he changes, but he's pretty much the been this way this entire uh, series. Uh, it does bother me a little bit about how he's against soldiers when he used to work for Unit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll up on that. But yeah. that's just that's just a that's a twelfth uh, Doctor thing. It's not. So I just put up with it and. The the scene where he and Danny in the in the TARDIS do the soldier stuff it was funny actually. Uh, I have no problem with it. It's not the greatest Doctor Who, but it's it's not terrible. And I can hardly wait for uh, for Mary's opinion because I just listened to what she said ten years ago. <laughs> oh, I'd be I'd be glad to hear what I said ten years ago. <laughs> well, listen to the show then, Mary. <laughs> right, are you done, Kirby? Yes. Well, without further ado... Mary. Well, my memory from ten years ago was that I absolutely hated it. Um, and so I decided this time I had better things to do than to even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and get super depressed, you know, again, over the direction that Doctor Who was taking. And I I think, not maybe right away at the time, but eventually, if things were going to continue this way, um, if I were not on this this wonderful podcast, I'd be one of those people who fell away from Doctor Who during this time for, for the very reasons that Debbie was talking about. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I did not bother watching it this time um, and I don't regret it um, because I just remember having so many issues with it the last time that uh, I thought, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we just had a new addition to our family. My, my daughter had a baby um, just five days ago. 
So I've been happy to, you know, be busy otherwise this time. And I'm debating about next week. I'm I'm debating about Kill the Moon because I think I remember hating that one, too. Oh, we did. Don't stop. (laughs) So then I'm wondering, Kirby, is that how I felt last time that I absolutely hated this one? Uh, Master, I wish that you could bring up uh, episode number 240 where we can hear mary say i absolutely loved this mm. are you kidding did i say <laughs> you're not kidding oh my gosh really oh my gosh all right maybe she was sick you'll have to watch it now mary it, it was it yeah was, it, was, it was uh your favorite one so far this series Oh, that's not fun. Oh, really? What did I love about it? Do you remember? What I, I don't remember the specifics, but I do remember listening and go and and being shocked. <laughs> and we we all made shocked noises. <gasps> oh my gosh! I wonder. Well, and this, I and this was this was before uh, Master had started using that bum bum bum. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, Mary. Um, yes. In relation to your previous comment, rather uh, about your, your daughter having had a baby uh, a few days ago, I feel uh, it's very appropriate to play this special piece of music. I'm now the proud grandmother of two little boys. I'm not playing it so, again. <laughs> All right, on I'm the live feed. My daughter, a, when, when the podcast is over, I'm going to be giving my daughter a break oh. um, by taking the two-year-old so she can take a nap because oh, she's been up for the night with the, with the five-day-old. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway, Lillian Robin says, Ozzy loves the squaddy. Okay, that's on the live feed. Which, of course, you can comment on if you can be bothered to watch it. Or oh, comment on How it. How many people are watching? Talking of comments, Kirby, it's time right, for your... You should be I'm ready. I I'd, I'd gave you... Because, yes, I time. have it on the screen, but eh? I haven't updated it in... Uh, oh, you don't need yet, the commentary on so. what you're doing with it. We just need... Yes, I do. Otherwise, you bother me about it. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. And, and someone's put something else on... Okay, so... Six, see, there are extra comments since then. Uh, mm-hmm. right. A few more comments, and I need to put them in the right order. Okay. Terry Miles says, did you know that P.E. was a soldier? <laughs> uh, Mr. M. says, how can you think that I'm her dad when we both look exactly the same age? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do audio feedback again this week, but I have a cold, darn it. The Caretaker by Gareth Rob Arts. <laughs> now, I like a comedy Doctor Who story as much as the next man, especially if that man is Gareth Wa- Gareth Roberts. But <laughs> I do have to say that this is the weakest of his scripts. Capaldi is really good with the comedy, though. It's just that the plot, yes, there is one somewhere, is just so thin. And the Scovox Blitzer, any relation to Mary? <laughs> oh, what? It's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> 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 looks like something from Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes, it does. Uh, the use of Coal Hill School is greatly appreciated, although I do think the doctor disguising himself as a caretaker is a bit underused. I like the idea of other doctor popping back to Coal Hill more regularly and slipping into the 
disguise to do some surveillance. Jenna Coleman is hot. Yep. So it's a shame she wasn't my teacher when I was at school. <laughs> I'm not as big. <laughs> I'm not as big a naysayer of the Dan. Danny Clara relationship, as some people are, but Danny does come across as a bit of an arse in this episode at times. Well, so does the Doctor. Oh, he's responding to the Doctor being an arse. Yes. Yes. Oh, and Courtney is a great character. She is. Overall, I think I have to give this one a six. I've been quite down on parts of the series so far, but memory tells me that, despite some fan preconceptions, I really like a lot of what is to come here on for Capaldi. Mm. Next time, what came first, the chicken or the moon? <laughs> Very good. Right then, um, uh, Debbie, oh, oh, you won't be no, able to do I'm that. No, I'm not done. Oh, sorry, I thought that was the end of it. No, carry on then. No. Neil James. Uh, he's not flirting here, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the Caretaker. Fun opening, a fluffy episode, cool robot, bored by the relationship stuff and the Cor- Courtney stuff, but I do like Doctor Who in a school. Three stars out of five. Uh, and then there's a little bit of banter between me and uh, Ian on his feedback, which I'll get to Ooh. when well, yes, we get we'll, yeah, we'll to talk that. about that at the appropriate time. Hello, anybody there? Yeah. Okay, right then. So who wants who wants to do Robert's feedback? I don't know. If, Debbie, can you see Robert's feedback? Yeah, I've got it up here. Yeah. I beg your pardon. What about Robert's <laughs> feedback? <laughs> she said. That's what she said. <laughs> I've got Robert's here. I won't be on again. Sorry. Show sorry. My thoughts on the caretaker, though. Yeah, it's not very good. I don't know what show they think they're writing for. The romance of Clara and Danny. No, no, no. It's not Doctor Who. And you've got Moffat in the behind, in the behind the scenes saying crap like the Doctor was jealous of Danny. Stop humanising the Doctor, making him like any other man. He's not. He's a Time Lord, an alien. It's all played for laughs crap robot too you never feel any threat about the only good thing in the episode was ellis oh and look what's next everybody's favorite story kill the moon yay mm-hmm. oh, God, uh, <laughs> by the way master 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 uh 10 years ago uh robert had only watched half of it when he came on the the podcast he probably still uh, has only watched half of it with his hands he, 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 he came on the podcast somewhat late and like Mary, he loved what he saw. Oh, <laughs> you love it, don't you, Kirby? Oh, we've turned around. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's our Andy. It is nearly six o'clock on Sunday evening. And yesterday, after doing Parkland and playing Walking Rugby, and then going out delivering flyers for the Guildford Shakespeare Company's production of Pride and Prejudice which we can see at Holy Trinity Church in Guildford between the 9th and the 24th of February. Come on, Friday, you might recognise one of the stewards. Anyway, I said I sat and I watched The Caretaker. Now, this is quite an interesting story because um, there's a monster in there that, quite frankly, is completely irrelevant. It's just a plot device to get the three main protagonists together. And that's always was because it's something that you've never heard of before. We never hear of again. And to be quite honest, wasn't really that good anyway. Didn't make a lot of sense. Um, came in and set the school hall on fire. Um, that was it, really, wasn't it? No, what this was all about was about the relationship between the Doctor, Clara and Danny and how they all came together. And it was the way that. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I was going to get loads of emails coming through. Um, 
it's about the way that uh, Danny finds out who the Doctor is or thinks he knows who he is and some quite pertinent question about are you in love with him and things like that because of course you know I suppose he's quite a relative relationship he's a, a man who is um, by all intents and purposes quite an elderly man and a young woman I mean it's um, yes it's not the sort of relationship that one would actually uh, think is quite a good one however uh, Danny gets the wrong end stick about that and of course the doctor gets the wrong end stick about Danny because he thinks somebody else is uh, Clara's boyfriend but I think it's actually quite interesting at the end of it because um, yet yeah, you see the doctor does is standing in loco parentis isn't he which is not me my father's a train driver because he said that Danny at the end says yes it's you know want someone who's good enough and the doctor agrees and it, it is quite right the fact the doctor does feel very protective towards his companions to make sure that they are looked at you know I suppose when you've got someone who's um, you know basically lives for eternity and people who are ephemeral, he wants to make sure they are looked after properly. So, uh, but Danny, you know, he does come to respect no Danny. I mean, all the crap about PE and stuff like that. And uh, interesting, the doctor doesn't want to be saluted. No, this is this is quite typical of the way he doesn't like the military mind, and that's why he doesn't take Danny. But by the end of it, you can see there is a great deal of mutual respect between the pair of them. And with Clara, really stuck between the pair of them. You know, the man that you know she says, "Well, because I love him," and also the doctor. I mean, it's quite interesting. You know, it's about how the yeah, you've you've got someone just goes disappearing off around the galaxy and time and space with a total stranger, and it is it is quite a bizarre relationship. You look from that point of view, and that's really what the story's about. It's, it's setting up that um, oh, I don't know. There's a word for it. I can't quite I can't quite think of it. Is, but it's it's the way it is seen, the way it is understood, and that that's really what that story is about. You know, so the monster is irrelevant. I think it's quite good. It's um, the Doctor coming into his own as uh, someone who just does not understand human relations. Sorry about that. There we go. Another one. A smoothie, mate. Oh, smoothie recipes. Yeah, that's great. Um, doesn't understand human relations. Obviously, Danny can't understand where, where Clara's coming from. And Clara's stuck in the middle who understands both sides of this. But, um, you know, she's still retaining her independence. She is, you know, a woman who um, stands on her own and, uh, you know, comes to and from with the Doctor. As and when she wants it, you know, she really does rule the roost of the Doctor, which is unusual for this. Um, and at the end, of course, you get the policeman who was killed at the very beginning, and he's off in the uh, the afterlife, you know, call it what you want. And you've got this character that comes up, you're the one who you thought, the Doctor thought was her boyfriend. And so, you know, where does he come into it? And then, of course, you see Missy, as we find out later, Missy, uh, Missy is just there in the background. Again, it's it's just hard to set the scene, but it's giving an area, area, an air, aura even. I'll get a good blimey. I've, you know, I still haven't had a drink this year. An aura of mystique about this person. We no one know who she is yet. And I think it really does work well with it. So there you go. I think it's, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, you know, it could stand alone. It can be part of an arc. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, since I had quite a lot of ironing to do, I watched an episode of The Avengers with Patrick Minnie and Diana Rigg. And I watched From Venus with Love, which featured as Brigadier Whitehead, John Pertwee. Be seeing you. Uh, thank you. Sandy Nunny, everybody. Well, we don't sound all too... Oh, there you go. I was going to say, I was hoping some sort of reaction. And <laughs> the next bit, of course, is a dulcet tones of Mary, who's just about to dictate uh, the Miles's feedback. <laughs> Uh, this is this is from Linda and Terry Miles. <clears throat> I think Mary may agree that, that this is the start of the Clara show. <laughs> and you're right about that. <laughs> Clara is getting a bit addicted to the trips with the doctor. She seems to think she's indestructible. That might come back to bite her in the chest. The doctor thinks he can do a, quote, normal job. Did he just mention his wife, River? 
The Skobox Blitzer is so filled with weapons that it can destroy the world. Coal Hill School again, how many times has it had aliens in there? Wait a minute, Coal Hill School didn't have a split level, grass-covered field. That's not an inner London school. <laughs> oh no, not Courtney again. She's a, quote, proud, disruptive influence. I think she gets motion sickness. Ah, yes, there's been a spillage. Did the doctor just fly tip a Scovox blitzer into outer space? Missy again. Next up, moon spiders. Oh, yes, with the disruptor, a.k.a. Courtney. And that's from Linda and Terry Miles. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mary. I Sorry, I got slightly distracted because Valila has um, messaged me. I'm, sure, I'm not going to say the full message because some of it's a bit private, but... Um, she posted a picture a while back of um, the, the gentleman that you met at FantasyCon, Debbie, her boyfriend. And I, I call him Mr. Shabalala, and she quite likes that. And she, she sent me a message, um, as, as Valila does, slightly late than the actual comment I made, um, saying that, oh, well, thank you so much. I'm uh, so sorry. I've been, I've been terribly busy, uh, uh, terrible keeping in touch because I've been busy. Things have been uh, crazy for a while. How are you? Well, I haven't got time to answer that particular question now, so I'm going to have to do the way she does it and answer her a little bit later on. And then she says, not so sure if you can make it, but... And that's bit I can't tell you, because um, there's Ooh. something that I need to um, read, because it's very, very small. I'll have to open that one. Vanilla! Uh, um, um, yes, yeah, so anybody who hasn't met Vanilla, she is uh, a, a very... You've got a hug off a of Viola now. That she's, I think she could be an angel. You know, these people that are on Earth and they're angels and they just have an aura of complete delight about them. That's her. She's a magical human being. She really is. But anyway, enough about her. Um, I was about to say something. I've got a slide. Oh, yes, we're going to do a bit more feedback. Sorry, I was so glad. She's very distract destructive as well. Not distractive. <laughs> no, destructive. No, that's not it. What's the word for it? Distractive. No. I'm sorry, I've been bamboozled. Um, so we better play, play a bit of this. Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast. This is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. The Caretaker by Gareth Roberts and Stephen Moffat. Why do you have two jackets? The American word is janitor. Hmm? Yep. That blown-off smoking hand was a bit grisly. <laughs> it was. Clara juggles a full-time job, a romantic involvement, and exploring the universe. In the first Doctor's era, two teachers at Cole Hill did not suspect a girl was a space alien. Now one teacher suspects another of being a space alien. The Doctor seems to be getting on a bit better with Danny Pink by the end of this story. Hmm. So. The doctor finds it hard to believe that Clara is not dating the teacher with a bow tie, because bow ties are cool. Yep. Another romp. A deadly alien robot shows up near Coal Hill, and much hilarity ensues. I'm not looking forward to the next story. Why does the doctor need the memory worm, when there seems to be a setting on the sonic screwdriver to wipe memories? How does the doctor remember to feed the memory worm? Bye for now. Ian Kirk, everyone. <laughs> now you no, said you, uh, you had a comment I, to provide for that, uh, Kirby. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, he provides his script every week, 
and uh, he used he said smoking hand was a bit grizzly g-r-i-z-z-l-y so i said uh in kirk grizzly as in bear or grizzly g-r-s-l-y as in causing horror or disgust and he said as in the latter i misspelled it with one z and the spell checker suggested a Z. two z's it's i hope Z. that is not too much to bear it's a oh. z kirby oh. <laughs> it's a z okay fine uh right where do we get up to um Sorry, I'm sorry, still bamboozled by Valila. Uh, right. Uh, sorry, we can move on to the next bit of the show. I suppose I'd better try and work out or get myself back on track. Oh, let's have a look see if everybody's, anybody's said anything on the live feed. Uh, let's close Valila. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I shouldn't read them before reading them out. Um, right. Uh, Julian Gabriel Clark, I'm lurking. No. Yeah. You're lurking very nice. Uh, Lillian Robin, who was already lurking, is continuing to lurk. I don't quite know why she's lurking, but I think it might be because Julian's lurking. And then Seb, Costa of Capaldi, in the thick of it, isn't the policeman. He's the guy in heaven that greets the policeman. Ooh, Lillian. Oh, Costa I with Capaldi. Sorry. Oh, dear. I think, I think Julian's quite keen that we move on to the special fantasy gone announcement a bit. But I've got some other bits to do first. Normal Doctor Who news, if I can find the blimmin' page. Doctor. Is that whoa.co.uk? I will complain that uh, Isabella and her boyfriend have been particularly noisy upstairs. Oh. I, I don't mean oh. that in the biblical sense, oh, but uh, I wouldn't put it past them. Right then, so. Uh, Doctor Who News, DWN special, the 2024 yearbook. Uh, the latest special from Doctor Who magazine is a 2024 yearbook is released today, which was the 25th of January. Uh, and it features the doctors having a little bit of a cuddle uh, post by generation on the cover. It's quite a cool picture, actually. It's a very loving picture. He really does love himself, doesn't he? And of course, some Janice Goblins and, and Dalek attacks and the new TARDIS team. The temporary new TARDIS team, because everybody's heard the news that Millie Gibson is not going to be uh, in this series for much longer. Um, and that's about it, because the, the other one was the Vaughan identity, which I, I spoke about last week. So to stay on the subject of news, uh, so anybody who um, was, uh, what's the word of it? Uh, listening to the show last week my memory's not great so i tend to forget what i've said and what i haven't said so i'm just going to have to do a little bit of a, a recap as to what i said last week by clicking on an email i sent to somebody right now. so guest on uh, the event i may have mentioned before like jenny linden and uh, the, the howls are coming back and they're getting noisier you can hear them was just about be able to hear them. Yeah, so the house are coming back. Fraser Hines, of course, you already. You need to go up there and break them apart. I, I remember uh, being with break my them apart at the age of 16, and it sh should have been broken apart. Oh, well, they're just being boisterous. <laughs> and I'll just see if I can shut them up. <laughs> shut up! There you go. Uh, Hang on, isn't your lovely good lady asleep? No, this time of night. It's not even 8 o'clock yet. Um, where did I get up to? Upstairs. Yeah, you used to tell us to, to, to be yes, very quiet. quiet. Yes, because normally I you'd like to carry on and on and on for three hours. And by the time on a Sunday night, isn't it? Because your wife was asleep. Oh, no, she wanted. Well, no, she's probably in a bath or something like that. I don't know what she's up to. <laughs> anyway, so like I say, uh, Jenny Linden, the Howls, and Fraser Hines, obviously already announced. So 
some of these people have all, may have already been announced last time, in case I haven't already announced them. Jeff Rawl is coming. Uh, Jeff Rawl is best known for playing Plantagenet. Oh, for God's sake. In um, a, an episode I talked about last week. How are you doing? I thought you were staying here tonight. Adam. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've got an Adam shut up and I didn't deserve that. Um, yeah, so but Jeff's coming along. They were being very noisy. They could have been having a row. No, so. they, were, they were being boisterous. So, yeah, Jeff's coming along. He's uh, coming on his, in his capacity as um, Amos um, Diggory from Harry Potter 4. Yes, um, we mentioned him before. What? My boy! Yeah, I know. Uh, Wendy Pabry's coming along to... Um, I no doubt keep um, Fraser Hines company. Uh, rather thrilled about that because I've never met Wendy before. So I'm hoping that. Neither have I. Oh. I have. She's been to Chicago. It's not practice. a competition, Mary. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> she's actually. Well, a very, she's a very busy businesswoman. She's a um, a, a talent um, agent. Yes, she, she is. handles other people. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think she said she was the one that referred Matt Smith to uh, to Stephen Moffat to have him on. So, yeah. Well, don't give it all away because nobody's going to ask her any questions at the event now, are they? Because you've <laughs> oh, for God's sake. And uh, today's uh, very uh, exclusive announcement because again, it hasn't been. Some of these haven't actually been announced officially with their graphics on the FantasyCon page. Is that Sylvester McCoy is coming along what? to look after us because that's what he does. He looks after oh, yeah, you mentioned that last week as well. I did not. Yes, you did. I, I did not. I can guarantee I did not mention that last week because it's only actually come about since yesterday. So it wouldn't okay. be possible for that to have happened last week. I think maybe he, he, he does say who he's hoping to get. No, I wouldn't even. I didn't even. He wasn't even on my radar. I remember last we week. were discussing uh, how you were getting him in. Uh, that you were using the the I'm in the Hobbit excuse. No, that was a that was me being facetious. I, it wasn't really. It was me thinking up clever little fake oh, ideas of how we can get you people were going in. The doc- on and on about uh, how you you were only allowed a certain number of. That's Dr. true. Yes. Yes, but that wasn't actually going to happen last week. It was just me sort of being facetious in regards to um, virtually. Oh, sorry, yeah, virtually, but so many actors in Britain have appeared in Doctor Who. So my funny idea was, let's get so-and-so on the back of them being in something else, um, yes. but not mention the fact they may have been in Doctor Who at some point. Sylvester McCoy! Oh, Isla's going to be thrilled. She loves him as Radagast, and she really likes him as the Doctor. Uh, so loves him as Radagast, but only just really likes him as a doctor. Yeah, she 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 wasn't. You know, she was very young when we were watching our way through the Sylvester uh, McCoy era, and she you, come back to it a couple of times with does me. Does that mean you've got to watch it again? But yeah. she's but he's also in the Jodie Whittaker era, Debbie. Mhm. Yes. I'll bet. I'll bet you he's going to play the spoons. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a one-man show. Once you get him he on stage, he's very much you know, a one-man show. Yeah, he just goes and goes and goes. He yeah. just I randomly entertains. You know, if, if you if you're loitering in a, any particular particular place and and Sylvester sort of meanders past, he won't just walk past and not say anything. He will do a bit of entertainment on the way. He, he just it's just what he does. Mm-hmm. So, he's and, and, and you know, there's the, the very famous uh, picture of him on the luggage cart that went viral. Oh, I love that, yes. I yeah, you know, that that was at Con K. Yes, I remember. Oh, okay. 
So anyway, that's the exciting news that um, uh, Sylvester McCoy is coming on the back of having been in The Hobbit. Bizarre. But guess what, guys? He was in Doctor Who as well. He was. Mm. Gosh, how convenient. <laughs> uh, I, Master, Master, mm. I forgot to mention two things to uh, about that I observed in The Caretaker. Right. Uh, there were at least two references to upcoming Capaldi stories. All right, yes. He mentioned, he mentioned several times uh, he's just getting the lie of the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's going to be a, an episode. And then he also meant he when he's suggesting places to go with Clara, he uh, suggests going to the Frost Fair. To the what? The, the frost, frost there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. That's yeah. the nice, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. Never mind. I'm just oh, well, no, no, that's really good. All right, Kirby, go on then. There we go. No, thank you. No, you can't before you ask. Um, right. <laughs> Oh, uh, I noticed also, I was going to talk about whoone.co.uk in a sort of Is that whoone.co.uk? It's because, I don't know if they've got them yet, but um, there's a new 15th Doctor figure out somewhere, and I did search for it on Amazon but couldn't find it. So I'm hoping that the B&M stores have it, because I want it, just because I'm a completionist. But also, there's the Fugitive Doctor. There's a Fugitive Doctor figure somewhere out there and i want that one too it, it, apparently it is in, it is in such high demand mm. that it's very difficult to get a bit like the the um the sonic screwdriver that's just come out no they can't which is good for the bbc licensing licensing wise can't even speak yes. licensing wise um i'd like to get that sonic screwdriver before uh, before fantasy con 4 because i know that aaron would like to you know see what it feels like basically um, right, so uh, what we watched this week is is something that uh, we could indeed um, sort of ga- have a little talk about. Um, I've, traitors, um, or as they call it in Australia, traders. Traders. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What a series that is! That's such a good show. It came to an end on Friday, and me and Deb had a, a night in a lovely local hotel called Lakeside Spa. Uh, Lightsight Hotel and Spa in, in Wootton. It's a beautiful hotel. We worked there so m- many times over the last 15 years while doing weddings, so it's nice occasionally to stay there for the night. Um, and so we had a nice meal in our room. Never done room service before. It's fab. Uh, and during the evening, uh, watching the final of Traitors was um, part of the bargain, and that was fantastic. Great series. Um, what else have we been watching? Um, Mars Singer was on. Uh, the clues are far too difficult this time around, just saying. But it's a big, it's a quite a big sort of reveal when you don't know, when you get it wrong and you don't know who the singer is and it's somebody unexpected, so that's quite good. Um, all the stuff I've been watching on uh, the usual streaming, things like Lego Masters Australia, and there's a couple of good new crime series on Discovery Plus as well. Uh, I've been to the cinema. Uh, I need to look up the title of one of the films I watched because I've forgotten what it's called. So, oh, actually, I've got an email about it because I've got a ticket from Cineworld. So um, last week, I don't know if I spoke about it last week. Probably not because we watched it on Monday. So I would have been fairly confident I haven't spoken about this. But we went to see uh, an unlimited, not an unlimited screening, I beg your pardon, a secret screening at... Uh, Cineworld. If anybody doesn't know what a secret screening is, it's, it is what it says on the box. You go to a film, you don't know what you're going to see. It's a, a it's an advanced showing of a film that hasn't been released yet. Uh, and we you went to see. Him. Beg your pardon. 
Can you tell us what it is? Well, I was just about to before you interrupted me. Um, it's a film called American Fiction, um, which uh, was a sort of a dark comedy thingy about uh, an African-American author who's going through a sort of bit of a crisis uh, and is... is uh, his sort of author company where he works for sends him home for a year to sort of spend some time with his family to get his head together um and he's getting a bit sort of uh hacked off with certain writers who are also african-american and writing stereotypical stories about african-american gangsters and whatnot and the way they speak and everything Uh, so he decides to write a spoof about this field of um you know fiction uh and it's a massive success but he has to, he writes it under a different name and then he has to pretend to be a sort of like a gangster novelist and stuff like that it's a really really clever idea it's a really good film so i, I would highly recommend uh people watching oh, that one it, it hasn't been released there yet no because i i was just looking it up to see what it was, and it's already playing here. It's a US film, darling, so it will be playing there, won't it, if you think about it. And the other film we watched uh, yesterday, in fact, was a film called Holdovers, The Holdovers, indeed, which is um, it's uh, a very sort of mellow film uh, about uh, uh, a teacher at a, like a university school, college place in America, um, and when they come to Christmas, a lot of the kids go home, well, the boys' school, actually. All the kids go home. This is based in 1970, 71 sort of time. Uh, and gradually um, there, he's left to look after the school uh, with five kids. And then eventually they all go home and leaving just the one. And uh, it's a, a sort of relationship story between this sort of cantankerous sort of teacher and this uh, moody teenage lad. Um, and I quite enjoyed it, actually. Again, it's not sort of high sort of action film it's very much character based uh, and uh, drama based and stuff like that but it is a pretty good film and the performances in it are amazing and uh, again I would uh, recommend watching that is bound to be nominated for all sorts of awards because it's uh, it's just a good um, film so that's what I've been watching this week what about you then Debbie well I've been watching Digging for Britain which we've been avidly waiting to come oh, out oh, when is that back Yes, it's back. Ah! Well, uh, when did that come back? You, well, you spend all, all sort of winter going. Is, isn't it? Isn't it June New Year? And it came out just after New Year, so oh it's my back. God. I want. Is that Channel Four? Uh, no, it's BBC One. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Oh, is that the one with Alice? Um. Yes. Alice oh my Stewart. God! One of my favourite programmes. You could have I told know. me in advance of that, you naughty woman. Hang on, I've got I something for you. Uh, you know that's my one of my favourite programmes. So you're going to get one of these. <laughs> Thank Carry you. On. I waited ages for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. kind of, I kind of thought you might be on top of it. Sorry. No, I am not. All right. Well, I'm loving that, but I won't ruin it for Adam. Um, also, Great British Menu came back on this week. I'm been I play a tastic this week. I love Great British Menu. They they have the best chefs in different regions of England, all competing with um, a theme in mind. And this year it's the Olympics in Paris, so they're having to do starters, mains, yeah, everything with an Olympic theme. And I absolutely love that show. I don't know why. It's just absolutely brilliant, and I can't wait for that every year. So I've been watching that. I also rewatched Gormenghast. 
because I got a copy of the book, uh, the last book, The Missing Story, and I thought I'd revisit that. And uh, the, the BBC series again um, from 2000. And I remember watching it and recording it on my, my video recorder when in the two, in 2000. And it's just as phenomenal as it was back then. And I didn't realise at the time that Neil Gaiman had had a hand in adapting it. No wonder it was it was brilliant. So and so we're doing that. And uh, other than that, what else have I been watching? Not much, really. I've been other than that, I've been listening to podcasts and uh, generally a lot of ghosty podcasts because I really like that sort of thing. And I've been watching a lot of um weather tragedy drama things on youtube when i can't sleep i like to watch a good good uh, earthquake or, or hurricane or something you know i <laughs> don't know why just see so i've been doing that and i've been uh, yeah listening to a lot of uh, podcasts and uh, classic fm has been quite helpful this week because i just had quite bad insomnia so oh, back to di- digging for britain <laughs> was the first episode about um a roman emperor's bathhouse Hello? I think so. I think so. Oh, obviously you were something that was completely enthralling then, if you can't remember what it was about. Um, the Series 11 uh, is the one that iPlayer's got at the moment, which is... Um, yes, that's the one. Yeah. It is that one, yeah. All six episodes yeah. are available on iPlayer. Yeah, oh, they sort of shunted them all out at once. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably end up binge watching those because I love that. Oh, series. yeah, and uh, the Sherlock Holmes, um, Lucy Worsley Sherlock Holmes programme has been pretty good too. Right, OK. Kirby. Faster. Okay, uh, actually I've watched a little more this week than, than is usual. Uh, been continuing watching my Looney Tunes Complete Platinum Collection. Just some brilliant stuff there. Uh, caught almost entirely up with uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, really enjoying watching that with Fred. Uh, it's so much better than the, mo- the movie from way back when. Uh, and, uh, I've been, you know, I listen to other pod, other podcasts, which are primarily Doctor Who, but uh, off and on for the past year, Tin Dog Podcast has been doing a uh, rewatch of The Prisoner. I was watching along with and listening, and they just finished that up and had a wrap-up uh, episode of Tin, Bo- Tin Dog Podcast, and then they were discussing what to watch next because they've done ufo they've done uh the prisoner and now they're going to watch all of the movies which are referenced in the song science fiction double feature and they were talking about i forget who who his co-host for for these double episodes are uh but the next thing they're going to do is one of the movies from that's mentioned in uh, Science Fiction Double Feature that I have not seen, uh, The Night of the Demon. That's uh, Dana Andrews said prunes gave him the runes line. Uh, so I got a DVD of Night of the Demon. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, well, thank you, Kirby. Uh, on the live feed, we have um, Julian Gabriel Clark. I'm so excited for Wendy and Fraser, And then Ah, I presume that was uh, because of Sylvester's announcement. And then Legend, obviously talking about me. And then... <clears throat> Tim says, uh, One of my favourite Capaldi episodes. Hope you enjoyed The Traitors. I'm glad Harry... Ooh, oh, all right, spoilers. <laughs> 
<clears throat> yeah, we'll forget about that one. I'm not going to just read the rest of that one. Uh, the Mars Singer, hang on, gave up on the Mars Singer a few years back. It's quite, quite charming, funny little program. Um, yeah, that's about it for the stuff coming up on there. I thought I, I was, you know, we were talking about uh, Sylvester and uh, what I, about I did post. Mary's watching? Oh, we'll come into that in a minute. Um, you've got to save the best to last. You've got to do build-ups to things, Kirby. I don't need to. <laughs> I do need. I do not need reminding. But I just wanted to mention, um, obviously, because people may want to cosplay as the Seventh Doctor. I hope they do. Uh, Fantasy Con Four, um, and of course, Lavazi sell the uh, iconic question mark pullovers. Now, uh, a picture I posted on Isle of Wight Doctor Who fans was myself with. Um, Sylvester, who was wearing his, the the costume he wore in the the, in the last of the Jodies. Right then, as requested oh by Kirby, goodness. it is time for what Mary watched this week and potentially <laughs> next last week and maybe the week before that isn't maybe connected with basketball, etc., etc. <laughs> well, as usual, I'm watching uh, basketball, American <laughs> basketball. <laughs> um, and I'm keeping up with uh, my team, which is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're doing remarkably well. They're number four in the league, so they might end up in the playoffs, which would be great. Um, other than that, um, television-wise, <laughs> I hate to say it, uh, but I've gotten hooked on rewatching a whole series of a, of a reality show. Um, called Flipping Out, right. um, and it's about this um, California, actually L.A. Hollywood um, guy who runs a, a house flipping business, but they also does design. His name is Jeff Lewis, and um, just the ins and outs of trying to redesign and redevelop houses for people, plus. Um, buying and redoing and flipping houses of his own it's for me it's a very entertaining series because he's he's quite a personality and the people that he gathers around him are also very entertaining so and i I remember watching it i mean i think it's like almost eight ten years old but uh it's so much fun And, and he's got a recent show on um i think it's uh, Prime, <clears throat> excuse me, on Prime, it's called um, Hollywood House Flipper or Hollywood Designer or something. Um, so that's that's present day, and, th- and that's all he's doing now. He's not flipping houses. He's just doing total redesigns for other people, and it still is very entertaining. Um, outside of, oh, 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 um, and it's, I'm still working my way through the book, John Adams, Um it's a slow read because it's a lot of historical stuff. And, and I love it because it's like, it's real history. And I read a lot of historical fiction, but when you're reading what, what really happened on um, back like in the founding of America and the personalities of the people bringing it together and all that, uh, it is really, really interesting. And remembering that there was a TV series many years ago called John Adams. It was based on the book. Um, I looked it up and found that prime has it. So I've started watching that again, and and uh, again I'm just stunned at the the length they go to to be, have it be historically accurate. Um, so I I don't think the Brits are particularly interested, but maybe Kirby, if you're interested in in American history at all, um, oh yeah, the portrayals of the you know Ben Franklin and George Washington and people who are you know a big deal in in our um, country's founding. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well done. 
Um, so, okay. So also, where, where is this? It's on Prime. Oh, oh it, I have Prime. What's it called yeah. again? Because I want to see if it's on our Prime. It's it's called uh, John Adams. He was our second president after George Washington. I might be related to him, you know, Mary. <clears throat> you're related to everybody. We know that. You're I'll be quiet, you. All right, I'll rephrase it. I might be able to tie in a relationship to him. You might be related than... to someone who was a part of his... You're so sceptical of that genealogy. Right. Well, and and what, what you Brits might be interested in if you watch the TV series is that several of the key roles are played by English actors. <laughs> wow. Well, because they, they, they were virtually English though, at the time, weren't they? <clears throat> More or less. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and, and a lot of the history took place over in England and in France um, and actually up in the Netherlands. I, I did not know this, but uh, the Netherlands were a major, major um, financial um, support and all that. <clears throat> well, that's what our... that's why New York was New Amsterdam originally. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, so much. A, yeah. So, this is like a revelation to me because I thought France was the only one that supported us, but apparently they quit on us fairly early, and uh, it was Amsterdam who took over. Right, really and Mary, we're going to have to go over that title again because I've just done the search and it didn't come up with anything. Remind me of it again. John Adams. John Adams. Is that what it's actually called? Yes, yes it's it's shut up! I'm only asking. Jesus Christ! Right, hang on. J O H. This is H-M. great podcasting, this, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, N. Uh, oh, I didn't press the N. This is. Um, I should be playing lift music as I go through this. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm sure they they have it because it was back when it was made. Well, it, it was is. an HBO. Um, production. Right, let's have a look. We got ah John oh, sorry, Adams, no, all thirteen no, episodes no, from the prime, second season. Prime, no, I'm absolutely wrong. It's on it's on uh, Max, HBO Max. Yes, I see that. Mary. HBO production. I'm sorry when I talk <laughs> HBO. Yeah, it's on Max. I've got it says uh, John Adams season one. Uh, yes. If you're on Prime, uh, 2008 miniseries. Watch. With now open app, or if you want to buy the season, it's sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, no, no, no. Go, do you have Max? No. Oh, sorry. Well, thanks for that, Mary. Um, <laughs> misdirected everybody. I'm so sorry. Oh well, yeah, I, I just checked Max, and there it is, and I'm all right. Okay. Okay. It's quite quite funny, Mary, because when I did history, I've told you this before. When I did history at school, it was American history, so I learned all about John Adams. Oh, and then about my own history of Civil War or anything. Learned about America. (laughs) I know a little bit about some of the presidents, you know. Some of them. His son, his son John Quincy Adams, is our fourth president. And it was it's interesting to see how John Adams, you know, tr- brings him along, you know, how how he involves his son in everything. So it doesn't surprise me that he eventually also became a president. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not related yeah. to John Adams. I'm so dis- I'm so um, much um, I'm sad to disappoint you. You're going very quiet. Yeah. And I'm sorry, unless you want to pay for it. I can tell you which ones I am related to, though. 
Yeah, or get or get your own copy because I'm sure it's no, out no, there. No, you no, know, no. On, uh, watch CD. the trailer on watch the trailer for it on YouTube. See no, you I'm like not it. interested now. I'm not related to it. Oh, it, it might be on YouTube. You, you if you want to check that no, out. I'm not interested. I'm now. Or, I'm not related to him, so I'm not interested. I mean, if it was like George Washington, <laughs> or um, or Thomas Jefferson, or Abraham Lincoln, or Theodore Roosevelt, or James Madison, Barack Obama. Yes, I'm related. Barack Obama, he's mixed race. Um, George Herbert Walker Bush, famous 41st president of the USA. Uh, George Walker Bush, famous, obviously I'm going to be related to both of them. Jimmy Carter and, oh dear, Richard Nixon. Oh, I kind of have it always. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> um, some of them related by marriage, by the way, uh, not uh, by... Um... Yes, but still technically related. No, eh? it doesn't matter if there's no yes. DNA involved, I'm afraid. No. But uh, getting away from TV, yes. um, I also have been listening to Big Finish, and uh, the the latest, the latest <laughs> big surprise. You know, it's not like me, but uh, I thought I would try. Um, it, I've been finishing up one the last of a series of box sets um, centered around the Sixth Doctor um, and Mel, uh, and of course this is Mel played by Bonnie. Um, Langford more recently, which is why I, I've said in the past, you know, I accept her as older because she's the older um, Mel in all of these box sets. Yeah. Um, so I'm finishing up. I'm on the last box set, and, and I'm, I'm sorry that it built up to what I have to say is kind of a disappointing finale series. You know, I, I don't know. I think they ran out of ideas. Um, but it includes, um, you know, naturally in today's world, you know, everybody's got to have and have to. There's inclusivity, so there is a um, there's a disabled character called Hebe, and she's always in a wheelchair. But she's a marine biologist, um, and I find her along with Bonnie Langford as being the two most delightful people to listen to. Um, they're great. Yeah, um, I went. I went as Alicia. Sorry, when she was uh, doing dancing and stuff like that, they went to perform at um, Her Majesty's Theatre in, in the West End of London uh, and the show was hosted by uh, Bonnie Langford and she was a brilliant host uh, I didn't get to meet her but uh, the, Alicia did and, and all the kids um, had their picture taken with, with her so that was a big thrill for them Yeah, I wish, I wish Bonnie would come to Ch Chicago TARDIS because I'd love to meet her She's a nice girl, I've met her once when I had my picture yeah. taken with her uh, at um, Maybe we should have got her to come along. She's a busy girl, though. Um, anyway, talking of um, wait, wait, American presidents. Oh, sorry. Speaking of, oh, now I can't. What was her, who's coming to your thing? That the second Doctor's companion. Oh, what Wendy Pabry? Wendy, yeah. Um, I've been I've been assigned. I haven't listened to it yet, but she, I'm going to be listening to a companion chronicle. All right. Um, that she that you know she's the narrator and featured actor, and so so I'll be listening to that. Good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, talking about American presidents, um, did you know, Mary, that Abraham Lincoln's mother was Nancy Hanks? Nancy who? Hanks. Okay. Same family never, as Tom well, Hanks. I knew her first name was Nancy, but I didn't know yeah. Hanks. Same family as Tom Hanks. Oh. Mm. I thought he was going to be related to you. Um, <laughs> well, Tom Hanks is in a loose way. <laughs> uh, but when I click on Nancy Hanks, it says second cousin of husband of 20th cousin, top four times removed. That's not a very close relationship, to be fair. No, it's not. <laughs> vague, vague connection. Yeah. 
Um, but it's, I love, I love doing it. Here. Yeah, right. That's why I said to you, Kirby, it's, it's relationship by marriage. It doesn't really. Um, no, you're talking Abraham Lincoln's wife? Mother. Mother. Oh, mother. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because I remember his wife's name being Mary. <laughs> and I just looked it up, and there, then she, that, that is his wife. Yeah. yeah. Mary. Well, Mary Todd Lincoln. However, if I go to George Washington, it goes to. Hang on, let's have a look. Oh, we'll be ending the show soon. We'll get a bit um, I was carried say away. The, yeah, the uh, George Washington it says 11th cousin podcast. seven times removed. So it's a slightly slightly closer um, relationship. All right. When, when, when you're done with the, the 20 megabyte uh, genealogy podcast. Yeah, shut up. You're just jealous. <laughs> I. I, I uh, just approved a new member of the 20 megabyte i hope they're not a scammer facebook group which you can join i hope they're not uh, a scammer kirby are they a scammer huh are they a scammer excuse me no i checked <laughs> i know how to do that sort of thing it's graham nash in ride oh he's, good you know why graham um joined because he's a mem- he's a uh, friend of chris Kane's. Yeah, but also because when I posted on the Isle of Wight Doctor Who uh, fans page that this show was going out tonight with the announcement of Sylvester, etc., etc., that uh, posted the name of our group, so that was it was therefore found and therefore joined. So well done, Kirby. Not going to ding for that because that's just Aww. part of your. That's, no, it's just part of his job as a moderator of the. Uh, uh, the well, the you group. know how long it's been since we last had someone join. Mm, oh God, <laughs> you haven't been measuring that as well. Yeah, it's been a while since I've accepted anyone on. Yeah, well, it's difficult to find now because somebody said to make it private. Well, we were getting spammed. We were getting lots of spam there for a while. Yeah, now we're private. No one can find us. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's 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 publicly searchable. Yeah, but it's not easy. It's much more difficult to join the group now, so people just can't be bothered. Um, I do get emails off people actually saying, oh, oh, would you like to publicize your podcast? If we, if you let me come on your show, I will then put your show here, there and everywhere. Uh, and I said, uh, I just write back and say, well, thank you for your email. Been there, done that. Goodbye. Yeah, been there, done that. Got the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Right then. So next it, it, time. One, oh, one of our uh, next time. more recent, about a year ago, members. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joined a, a year ago in his schools. This is the Pridonian Academy. Oh, cool. <laughs> is, he, is he real? I don't know. Um, <laughs> right, we've actually managed to reach the end of the show this week, which is uh, feels like a major achievement uh, under the circumstances. Um, next week it's the the um, the egg one. Moon the, moon is egg the moon one, is an egg. Where we actually get to have uh, the first child companion to a certain degree although she's never actually counted as a companion she should be uh, Courtney and the TARDIS the first child companion since Susan I consider uh, Courtney to be a companion She and Ellis considers herself to be a companion she travelled in the TARDIS as a companion even if it was well yeah. it's the same amount of episodes well probably yeah so same it's amount like of time should we, well. we go and, 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 what Caitlin, yeah. Yeah. Going my, back in my, time, My though, opinion of that one, uh, I, I haven't watched in a while, but my opinion changed after meeting Ellis. So. Oh, just because you like her, she's a companion. Going back in time, though, going back to um, <laughs> the Dalek master plan, we did review that a few years ago. Um, yes. There was, um, remember the girl that they picked up from the, the Troy story? 
and then yes. she died in that was it the first or second episode of Dalek Master yep. Plan? <laughs> no, nobody remember that. Can't remember. Yes, I remember. remember. Yeah, obviously, um, uh, no spoilers, but fortunately, Courtney doesn't get bumped off in the, in the series. But um, that's a sort of similar sort of scenario that she now is so. is uh, Danny Pink considered a companion because uh, he's going to get bumped uh, off. I don't know whether what what the capacity is. I don't. The Doctor volunteers oh, no, to take oh, someone on a journey and then drops them off. Is that a companion? I don't I know. Someone who's technically entered the TARDIS, so yeah, I suppose. Well, he that is, means then. Danny Pink is a companion. Yeah, then. yeah, it does. You mean yeah. entered the TARDIS and gone on a little journey? That's basically what well, yeah. gone on an adventure. Well, there, yeah. there was the, there have been a couple of people who've been in the TARDIS that uh, didn't really go anyplace. Unfortunately, though, what annoys me, all those kids that that Clara was looking after in the previous um, series. You know, travelled to that sort of. Yeah. What do you call it? The one with the awful Sideman episode that Warwick Davis was in. Yeah. That one. Oh yeah. And, uh, Nightmare, <laughs> Nightmare yeah, in Silver. The media does not consider uh, uh, Courtney or uh, Danny companions. So they, not talking oh, about Courtney and Danny. I'm talking just, about those two just, kids. Just, the two kids. Oh, Clara. That, yeah. Clara Rippersong, Nardole, and Bill Potts. Well, they're they're companions. Missy yeah. technically is a companion for a while. <laughs> right. Well, the master has been in and out of the TARDIS many occasions, so master doesn't count. But um, yeah, if you're counting Courtney as a companion, although you, bear in mind Courtney went on one trip with the Doctor already prior to the episode we're going to watch next week. Um, what about those kids in the Nightmare and Silver? Because it's the same, essentially. The same, yeah, uh, same situation. situation yeah. yeah. Just because we don't no, like those, a character those, those, those doesn't kids, mean to say that they. Those kids are so annoying. Those kids are so annoying. Yeah, but I'm saying just because no, you don't I'm like confused. a character, how, they can't not they can't be discounted as companions. But I'm trying to think of a companion I didn't like. Going back, I'm not thinking of any of them. Uh, the one that um, Rose picks up, he's your boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't like Turlow when he was in it the first first few uh, stories. You know, didn't like Turlow at all. But there you go. Turlow. Yeah, Even and I like I like Turlow. No, no. Comes up, comes up on that on his it's, story. It's his quivering face. I just found him a bit irritating when he had that little <laughs> um, sort of crystally thing, and he was sort of him always holding that chewing the scenery. I'm surprised he didn't actually chew the little crystally thing actually when he was doing <laughs> that thing. The, for, the faucet top that he, he he's always yes. had. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, those school clothes that he never washed. I can't, he must have been quite. <laughs> He just lost them as he went through, don't you remember? Like by the end of it, he's just in his shirt sleeve. But by the five doctors, I quite liked him. There you go. Um, yeah, so Julian Gabriel the Clark says, I never ever- liked Turlow. I find Adric hilarious and endearing. I like Adric because, simply because of that bridging thing of the end of the Tom Baker era and into the Davison era, so Davison being my favourite doctor, which is ironic in itself. Um, uh, and obviously, Adric was there at the beginning of that and was there at the end of Tom. So I, I quite like that. I find it quite fascinating to watch Adric during these, during those very short amount of time he was actually in the show. Because uh, he was there for the end of K9, he was there for the end of Romana, he was there at the beginning of Tegan. Um, so there's a lot of bridging going on with Adric. Um, I do, again, feel a bit sorry for him having to wear that rather smelly suit for the whole of his time in the show, apart from 
you know, the the masquerade thing he did in uh, Black. Oh Nasty. yeah, Black Narcissus. And um, Julian uh, Lillian says that uh, um, Adric is underrated. Well, um, I was uh, lucky enough to sit next to Matthew Waterhouse during a meal. I've met, said this on several occasions. So he's a nice enough chap, but uh, he's not that keen on having his uh, picture taken uh, unless you're paying him money for it. But now, being a Fair convention enough. organizer, <laughs> I understand the concept of that a bit better. Right then. So Do next. You know what? I might start saying that to people. <laughs> <laughs> you can next... take my picture, baby. Next time, um, it's the one with the moon in it, the title of which Kirby's just about to tell me. Egg. Beg your pardon? The, moon's, the moon is an egg. I've oh, no, told you it about four times. When, when you, uh, somebody was talking over you. Uh, kill the moon. Kill the moon, that's the one. The moon is an egg. Yeah, the moon cool. is an egg. No, no spoilers <laughs> there at all for anybody who hasn't actually watched the episode. Uh, and at the moment, my... <laughs> Sunday the 4th of February is available but who knows what's going to happen um, between now and then but we'll assume it now, is when, when are we? Is it next week? He just said next week <laughs> Okay So I was reading something <laughs> yeah, look, up, look up from your research for a minute <laughs> Sorry oh dear. Right so yeah so Julian says maybe the TARDIS created hologram Holo, hologrammatic clothes so they can walk around naked so they walk around naked i'm sorry i really messed that up i think i need um i was gonna say a cup of tea it's far too late i certainly oh, need yeah, to have second. a bath and and build some lego so until next time thank you for listening watching taking part in the show goodbye goodbye fancy pants bye-bye The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production. 
sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music.